Welcome aboard Bus One. We are on our way to Bear Dance, Montana, and we've got some time to kill. Let's play some trivia. Gamers, introduce yourselves. Hey guys, it's Logan. Hi, I'm Rachel. Scruffy looking nerf herder. Hello friends, it's me, Dante. I'm the author you can't refuse. <laughs> Alright, so... Were you already <laughs> laughing at my introduction? <laughs> yeah. Wow, weird introduction, Don. <laughs> Sorry. That was good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, so many of you have probably heard these rules by now, uh, so much that it's like riding a bike at this point. But either way, I'm still going to give them to you straight from the horse's mouth. There are three rounds of questions, 15 questions total. The level one questions are worth one point, level two questions are worth two points, three worth three points. As always, there's no Googling any answers or you're going to go down in flames. Can I guess what the topic is already? Not yet. Uh, (laughs) I was wondering if these were all clues. I'm like, why are you talking so weird? We know you're you're very old. Once per game. Oh my gosh, okay, whatever. The host will give a fake answer to one of the questions. Uh, Players can challenge what the host reveals and uh, if you are correct in challenging an incorrect answer you will be awarded with three additional points but if you're wrong you will lose three points so to make a long story short challenge what you think is wrong my eyes are already rolling back into my head (laughs) as always at the end of the game the person with the most points wins so uh dante have have you uh, gotten wind of what this episode might be about. (laughs) Is it phrases that make me want to punch you in the face? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty close. Pretty close. But you know what? I'll go go ahead and say you've hit the nail on the head. (laughs) The theme for this week (laughs) is idioms. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, when you were speaking all of those phrases, I was like really sure that it was going to be national parks. So I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh yeah, this is this is clearly national parks. Yeah, Why? Because I was, I was literally port? gonna say that. I was gonna guess. That I had too. see, I had some other phrases ready for if, if you're gonna struggle with what it was for a purpose. There, um, can you define an idiom? Yeah, an idiom is just kind of like a, a common expression that has been adapted into. English, um, it usually is metaphorical um, in nature. Yeah, I, it's, I'll give you some examples of other ones that I didn't end up using because Dante ruined it. So. <laughs> um, uh, other examples are like go on a wild goose chase, and your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. And let the cat out of the bag. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, the it's title occurring of this, to me how how many there are. It's occurring to me. No, not how many there are. How poorly these translate to other languages. Oh yeah. Like if you were to just like try yep. to say one of these things in another language, you'd be like, so, "What?" Actually, what? yeah. When I was when I was looking into this topic, that is like one of the most talked about things. Actually, mm-hmm. it's way easier to find like lists of idioms by people that are like teaching other people how to use English oh. because it's one of the hardest things to understand in the English yeah. language. That's what we, um, I had a friend who in high school was from Germany and one of her interests were idioms and like, yeah, I would always, so I told my grandma about it cause she's from the country. This And so she has lots, like, I feel like it's like a folk thing. I don't know where, like, and so she uses them a lot. And so still to this day, it's been like, seven years and my grandma will still like list off idioms to me like oh doesn't mm-hmm. your friend want to know Some yeah of- yeah <laughs> that's so good i am gonna be so happy just going through this episode it's just gonna be so good um uh, when I, I i recently thought about idioms like you were saying people in other languages would have a really hard time in my last <clears throat> job there was like a group call that we would have with people from from colombia and people from hong kong and people from america and there was like one of the people would use the phrase six in one, half a dozen in the other. Have you heard that? I think yeah. it, it basically means like, oh, you could do it either way. It doesn't really matter. But they would use it so often that they would just shorthand it to eh, six and one, <laughs> which like <laughs> the phrase itself, if you're a non-English speaker already doesn't make sense. Yeah. But then if you just cut off half of it, I was like, how does anyone, I can't imagine like being a person from Hong Kong on this call and just like, yeah. what is going on? What? <laughs> anyway, so uh, this isn't rocket science. 
but hopefully you won't bite off more than you can chew. So pull yourself together and throw (laughs) caution to the wind. The ball is is in your court. Okay, I can't. (laughs) Break a leg. (laughs) I want you to know every single time you've said one, I just did like Jim stare off into the distance as if there's a camera watching me. So I I will let you know, I I thought about putting like scripts throughout the entire thing to really like, you know, saturate the episode. Um, (laughs) I ended up not doing that. I probably will still use extra idioms all but uh thank you it's i didn't write them down ahead of time i like it it's you can't cool. see it you can't see it but underneath underneath the camera view oh. logan is driving attack into his knee right now <laughs> i think it's cool because when do we ever like just like imagine if that's how we communicated like fully like how we mm-hmm. it's like i just think yeah. that's so cool we never use them Nothing all in literal, multiple sentences everything is a metaphor oh, no. yeah like imagine that <laughs> that would be crazy so uh i think with that we're gonna jump right into round one uh so in this round all of the questions are going to be multiple choice everything in this episode will require the buzzer oh as soon as someone buzzes in, I'm going to stop reading the question and options. So you can buzz in early. Okay. Like, you can. I'm just going to stop reading the question. Ah, okay. Okay, uh, so question one. To break the ice is a common phrase that means to break down a social stiffness in order for things to be more comfortable. Which of the following options explains the origin of the idiom? A. Prior to a gathering with food and drink, a block of ice would be broken. B. Fishermen breaking the ice in a river to gain access to fish. C. Originally used by Shakespeare as a metaphor in the taming of the shrew. D. An icebreaker vessel cutting through the ice to create a pathway. Dante. I'm going to say, I'm very tempted to say Shakespeare because I feel like Shakespeare invented most things in the English language. Um, but I'm going to say B, fishermen in a river. That is incorrect. incorrect. Logan. I'm going to go with A because it seems like the least interesting one. <laughs> <So> probably <laughs> the one that's the most the, real life. With the gathering with food and drink, right? Yes. That is also incorrect. No. Rachel. Okay, I was also going to say A, but since that's wrong, (laughs) um, (laughs) I think I'm going to go with the most boring one because I feel like this is an old one that, like, has just been around for so long that, like, no one really knows. So I'm going to go with the most vague, which is the last one, I think is the last one, which is just, like, breaking ice, right, to make a pathway. That is also incorrect. <laughs> Dang it, no, Shakespeare so, makes everything. No one gets a point. Uh, yeah, All it right, was fine. <laughs> originally used by Shakespeare. So no. I'm not going to read the, the Shakespearean passage because it's No, you have to. I, I, I don't. You I don't have, have to. Do in an accent. Mustif. Mm, that was bad. Sorry. Um, I will, <laughs> I'll read just the, the one line. And if you break the ice and do this feat, there you go. Um, so the context but that it was used. But why did he say that? Yeah, yeah. the context that it was used. <laughs> He's suggesting that um, approaching uh, a woman by getting to know her father first will break the ice. Uh, but being Shakespeare and never letting us off with a single meaning, uh, he's also talking about the ice cold demeanor of the feisty Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also okay. used by the 17th century poet Samuel Butler. I believe it was the next time it was uh, uh, recorded. Um, Here's some other idioms that Shakespeare created. Dish fit for the gods, foaming at the mouth, in stitches, wearing your heart on your sleeve, and one fell swoop. Mm. Interesting. So uh, starting off strong uh, with zero points. I'll take it. We're all tied. (laughs) We're all in this together. We're all, listen, I think this is all all of us against Bryce, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are just- Well, he's winning. You're going off the classic (laughs) idiom, you know? Slow and steady wins the race. That's true. It's time to stop. It's time to stop, Um, No more. So the beginning of this question, 
this part is going to be edited out uh, to wh whoever is editing this, and it's going to be a sneezing effect. So it's going to be a sneezing effect that happens now. <laughs> bless you. When people sneeze, we usually say a variation of God bless you or the German Gesundheit, meaning health. Other countries and languages use different expressions. Which of the following is not used as a response? To be clear, before I read these off, yes, I've translated them into English. So oh. I'm, I'm reading them <laughs> off as English. Yeah. So here are your options. A. Be free in Mongolian. B. Achoo in Kyrgyz. C. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. I need to, I need to clarify. This is... Okay. This is like what? So let's say I sneeze, Achu. This is, this is what response. you would say. Yep. To my sneeze in their language. Yes. Okay. C elation in Arabic. Ooh. And D go away kitten in Serbian. Dante. And so, and it's which of these is not is not used as a response. <laughs> D is so tempting, but the fact that it's in there makes me think I want it is that real. to be real so I, bad. I would, I would, yeah, I have to go with D. You are wrong. Oh uh, that is so used. good. In, in Serbian, it's it's used for children uh, usually, is is what it says. But yeah, go. Oh, is kitten. it like because like they're allergic to cats? No, because they sound like kittens. Oh. Okay. Okay, um, sure, okay. I guess. <laughs> Logan. I don't think you own a cat, Bryce. Uh, what was A? Uh, a is be free in Mongolian. I like that one, but I'm guessing A. That is correct. <gasps> Woo! Nice, nice job. And yeah, so Thanks. the actual re response in Mongolian is may God forgive you, um, which is some one that's pr used pretty commonly across different languages. Um, I didn't like get actual numbers, but the one that I noticed the most when looking through this is just health. Mm -hmm. Like she's responding health. Um, oh. There's some that there is no response. There's a lot that are variations of God bless you. Um, but my favorite is the Kyrgyz one though. Just like saying like a chew back at them after they <laughs> sneeze. Yeah. It's hilarious. That's the one I was going to guess they say as well. They, yeah, do they say it with like a shitty face where they're like, oh, a chew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm> <laughs> My other question, though, is, like, do people sneeze differently in different cultures? Because that's what was kind of stopping me. I was like, I don't know, because what if someone sneezes? What if it's, like, a cultural thing to sneeze differently? Hmm. That is such an interesting question. When I, I was in Hong so. Kong, people – well, it was more mainland versus – there's, like, a cultural distinction between, like, mainland Chinese and, like, Hong Kongers. But uh, mainland Chinese people typically didn't, like – didn't cover sneeze? Mouth. It was more of like a like a cough than a sneeze. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like Americans mm -hmm. have like very stifled, like a mm -hmm. chew, you know. Yeah. Also, I would say I would like say bless you, and like people just didn't do it. Like they were like very confused what I was saying or why yeah. I was even saying it to them. <laughs> Which is fair. China, China and Japan were both uh, two of the countries that usually don't uh, say response to sneeze. Uh -huh. Which honestly is like that just makes sense. It's such a normal everyday thing mm -hmm. for people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, at work now, every time we live, we have one office where all of us are. There's like six of us. So anytime someone sneezes, like you just have to say, bless you. And if you don't, then you're like, I, I'm so rude. How, why would I have not said bless you? Yeah. How mm -hmm. how dare you not exercise the demons out of my nose? But it happens like every <laughs> well, day. Yeah. yeah. That was, it'd be like it'd be like if someone like took a drink of water next to you and then you have to like clap your hands three times or something. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Good job. The yeah. original uh, the original question was going to be about the origin of us saying bless you, but there's not really a clear origin. One of them is the like demons leave, um, and then mm -hmm. there's yeah. uh, Your heart one stops. that it was it was a yeah heart stops. That's another one, and then the other one was uh, that it was a small prayer that the Pope said you could say um, when the bubonic plague was Wait. happening. Does your heart stop when you sneeze? <laughs> it's a no. It's a rumor that it stops. And uh, like, how would they it, know? I, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> when you're when you're cuddling you up in bed it, with someone, feel, they have. Okay. Have you ever sneezed so much that you like you, your heart hurts from it? No. no. Oh, well, you guys you okay? sneeze. Huh? You should go to the doctor. You should look at that. Bless you, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Achu. That's what I always thought. <laughs> like the feeling. Or what's the other one? Get away, cat. <laughs> <laughs> feels so rude. Go away, kitten. <laughs> 
<laughs> Get away, cat. Seems so that much more. <laughs> Go away, <That> also- cat. <laughs> you know how, like, you know, like, jazz people have, like, catchy things they say in concert? Yeah. They're like, booyah. That's like, I feel like that's a jazz call and response. Like, get out of here, kitten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should probably keep going because you know what they say: time is money. You don't have one of these for each question, right? <laughs> no, I just the longer you take, the more I, time I have to think of one. Question number three: With the pandemic raging over the last couple of years, many people have been feeling under the weather. Which of the following offers an explanation of the idiom "under the weather"? A. Injured soldiers would remain under tents to protect from the weather. B. Workers would fall ill after being exposed to weather. C. Sailors feeling ill would go below deck to protect from the weather. Dante. I'm pretty sure it's C. I feel like I've heard this before. That is correct. Heck yeah. Wait, what was it? Uh, Sailors sailors go below deck. (laughs) Sailors would go below deck when they were sick to get out of the weather. But yeah, you didn't, you didn't let me read off my last option that I made up, go so I'm going to do it anyway. Go, go uh, ahead. <laughs> the other option was, uh, it actually comes from the homophone and originally was asked whether or not someone felt well. I was pretty proud of that answer. That's pretty good. Lie. That's pretty good. Whoa. Okay. Now I'm just like pondering why and how this like travels. Like, was this because people came over to America on ships? There were, I think there were a, a good number of idioms that came from just like it, like see things um just i, I don't have a list see of them just weird ready but like you people know, found you have, some clams and they just whispered have, idioms uh, to their ears <laughs> that's what happens where you put idioms a conch shell up your ear you're like you have, listen you'll hear the ocean cool and it's like thing to say cats and dogs <laughs> <laughs> does that mean we can just make up our own idioms and make them <gasps> like right yeah now? Oh my gosh. 100% I think, I think we do I think by the idea. end of this this episode we need to come up with our own idiom for yeah, sure I, I think we should too. start every time Bryce says one we should come up with one to make him stop <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah I think generally you know when there is a group of people that are around each other a lot they start to just have yeah. phrases right that's what I was uh, thinking yeah. yeah okay question number four see I didn't do an idiom that time throughout the game you may be willing to cheat but i'm not willing to turn a blind eye which story is commonly attributed as the origin of the phrase turn a blind eye a refers to revealing a bluff in poker b british admiral purposefully ignored signal to disengage in battle c greek oracle looking inward for answers from the goddess theia or d Hockey referees would turn away when a fight ensued. Logan. I'm going to guess C, the Greek oracles. That is incorrect. No. That one is the only one that like actually made sense to me. <laughs> I, I was also going to guess that one since I buzzed in next um, because it sounded like you didn't know how to pronounce the goddess's name. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why. That's why you got to throw a little purpose. You got to throw a little bit of truth into your false answers. You know? See, you don't know this, but Bryce actually rehearsed this entire <laughs> hosting um, for five hours leading up to this call. Um, so now I don't remember the other ones. I can read them off to you. Okay. So A is uh, refers to revealing a bluff in poker. B, British Admiral purposefully ignored signal to disengage in battle. Or D, hockey referees would turn away when a fight ensued. I'm going to go with A. That is incorrect. See, none of these actually sound like, because if it's the origin of turning a blind eye, then I feel like it should be related to like, a blind, blind person, person or eyes well, or like but all of them are just like examples because, like, of when little i would and big use blind. it like uh, poker has a little and big blind so that would have been my second and guess and then the oracle man's... has the little eyes because mm-hmm. they have the eyes out of their head and they have the eyes i don't know what eyes have to do with hockey refs or whatever the other one was Dante, so you was it... guess. what was b oh. admiral i'll do the admiral yeah, one i feel like it's that. older than hockey that yeah. is correct yeah so this is actually this is a really interesting one to me at least so this is a specific admiral um admiral horatio nelson in the 1801 uh naval battle of copenhagen 
So, th like, the, the two admirals were disagreeing in the middle of the battle whether or not they were able to still engage in battle. And Horatio Nelson is blind in one eye. So the other admiral uh, put up his, like, flags signaling to retreat, and he says this quote, You know, Foley, I have only one eye, and I have a right to be blind sometimes. I really do not see the signal. He would go wow. on to win the Battle of Copenhagen. Dang. That is cool. That is, yeah. that's badass. All right. <clears throat> Question number five. Often used when revealing some juicy gossip, the idiom, spill the beans, is likely drawn from which of the following? A. Coffee spilled in shock in response to stories. B. Ancient Greek process of voting with colored beans in a vase. C. Contraband disguised as bags of beans uh, that are opened. Or D. Harvesters would tell gossip while picking beans. Dante. These are, I have to say, these are excellent choices. I think you did a really good job with this question. Um, I love the idea of spilling coffee every time you hear gossip. <laughs> <You> just <know laughs> how like ridiculous people were. Um, but I will go with what was what was B? What was the second one? B, no! B was ancient Greek process of voting with colored beans in a vase. Oh, I like that one too. Yeah, I'm gonna go with B. That is correct. Ooh. I knew that one. I'm on a hot ah, streak. Nice. What what do you say in Pong? Three fire fire for fire. What? <laughs> I haven't played Pong clearly. <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. I think it's when it rains it pours. That's got to be it, right? That's it. That's it. Well um so yeah, the <laughs> the process of voting, so white beans meant yes, black or brown uh, beans meant no. And literally, if someone spilled the vase of beans early, the election results would be revealed. <laughs> That's, wow. there, is, there is some dispute on this one. That's why I've worded the question as likely drawn from. But uh, it doesn't re regularly get used until much later. I think we should use that method now. I think that would really, that would get rid of all the election fraud scandals i think yeah there was there's no room for, for thrown in a vase yeah but okay this is my question because i feel like spill the beans is outdated now because spill the tea, tea. is the Ooh. new version that was of also, that you were gonna say idiom. that was actually also um something when i was looking this up one of the reasons that people argue against this being uh like the true origin is because you can fill it with other things Mm -hmm. nouns besides beans mm -hmm. um but it's you know it's good enough <laughs> it's, i feel like, I feel like tea was really modern though was it not i only yeah. ever heard that like i'm thinking only a when they like ago. spilled the tea in the whatever river i'm not i'm not entirely oh, sure i'm i would guess that one is more that where that came from that would be hysterical if it was just like a that super long lag time of. like yeah. 200 year lag to get into the zeitgeist if you uh, are I, listening to the podcast think... and we're at the uh boston uh throwing of the tea harbor boston tea uh, party. it's called the boston tea party <laughs> oh my god the boston throwing of the tea harbor you know the famous event <laughs> i honestly think that that phrase came from that one picture of Kermit the Frog where he has the Lipton iced tea and he's drinking it. I think that's where it came from. Well, you know so what they is... say. No, I don't. Please tell me. Oh, I was really trying to make up an idiom, but I had Didn't literally work. no ideas. Mm. You know one. what they say? We just opened a whole can of worms. Yep. There you go. You were trying to make hay while the sun was shining. <laughs> was I? Is that what I was doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So where, where are we standing at the end of round one? Zero. Trace. What? I think I'm you have three points. Mm -hmm. See, you are I got the last three. I have. That's why one I said. I'm, I said fire. I'm on fire. Is that what you say? Oh, still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop dropping. We roll. know what they say. <laughs> fire. I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You can tell I went to a lot of parties in college. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. So for round two, um, these also all are in the same format. I will be slowly providing you with more and more context to the origin of an idiom. 
and the first person to mm. buzz in with the correct idiom will get two points. Oh, I like okay. This. this is cool. <clears throat> All right. The earliest recorded occurrence of this idiom is in 1952. The idiom was first used in the UK. This idiom is likely based on a board game. Oh, no, I just my brain went and I was like, yeah, that's an idiom, right? No. Um, so I'll just say what my came to my brain, which is you sunk my battleship, <laughs> <laughs> which is not, uh, which is not an idiom. <laughs> How would you use that uh, in a day to day life, Dante? Please. Uh, I think it would be like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you do you say that outside of the board game? I've never time. heard that said outside of. You ever like? Okay, have you ever been like? Um, you like came back to your car when you were <laughs> when you were shopping at the mall, and you came back to your car, and a bird pooped on your windshield, and you're like, "Oh man, you sunk my, my battleship." <laughs> <laughs> I have not, but now I will. Yeah, every time, uh, every time I'm in that, in that exact situation. scenario. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That so one. it's not. That's surprisingly not correct. Uh, it's not that one. Uh, I'm gonna keep going unless someone else wants to buzz in now. So to refresh. No, I need. I need one more. 1952 yeah. UK based on a board game. The game actually originates from ancient India. The name of the game. Logan, did you, is that a real buzz? Is it checkmate? Ooh, good guess. But that is a good no, guess. That is, is it that not, is not checkmate? Because I'm was like, say India, that I too. think chess started in India. Oh, I was so sure about that. That was a really good Damn. guess. I was hoping you would guess that. Um, <laughs> next of course, is, all going according to plan. Name of the game is snakes and ladders. Snakes I guess you and don't ladders. Have to, you don't have to buzz in until I'm done giving clues at this point. Wait. Um, does anybody else not know about snakes and ladders? I know shoots and ladders. ladders. I'm going to keep going. Keep, keep going. going. Keep going. The phrase was used when a player fell back to the bottom row. <laughs> All right. I was just going to say, oops. That's the first thing that came to my head. That's incorrect. <laughs> that's a classic oh. idiom. Um, oh. Oops. <laughs> so I feel like I have to I'm going to, on this did. one, I, I do have one more clue. Do it. But you guys all buzzed in already. Can you clear it so yeah. then we can all? Okay. Here we go. Another way to say the idiom is we are back where we started. Logan, you want to give it a go? Uh, is it? Oh, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> have, have any of you played Shoes and Ladders? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, I buzzed in. Can I say it? Yeah, Dante. Sorry, go Back ahead. to square one. That is correct. Yes. Oh, that's, that's it. Oh, that yeah. makes so much sense. Oh, my camera's not working, so you couldn't see my sick dad. That must be really frustrating for a lot of people who knew off of, like, the second <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah, sure they were no so bad. <laughs> they listened for, like, ten and one minutes as we struggle <laughs> until they tell us what the idiom literally means. So, I mean, it, it was called Snakes and Ladders when it, when uh, the UK adapted it. And then when the US adapted it, that's when it was changed to Shoots and Ladders. Cool. All right. Uh, moving on to question number seven. Okay. So this idiom is an iconic part of a legend from the 11th century. The legend is from England. People were suffering under oppressive taxation. The Earl refused to lower taxes. His wife appeals to the Earl on behalf of the people. Dante. Is it... Oh, frick. I, oh, I was thinking of something else. I was gonna, um, I was gonna say, let them eat cake. Or no, have your cake and eat it too. I think I'm getting two different things confused, but I think both of them are wrong, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will give you that both of those are idioms and neither one <laughs> are correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so to recap, 11th century England, um, the legend is about people suffering under oppressive taxation. Uh, the wife appeals to the earl who's refusing to lower taxes. That's what we got so far. Next one. <clears throat> The Earl offers to lower taxes if the wife rides through the town naked on a horse. 
Mm, this is a twist. This sounds like sexism. The wife issues a proclamation <laughs> that all persons to world stay indoors and shut their windows. What? The name of the wife is Lady Godiva. You might be familiar with Oh, the like from the Queen song. Like like the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> One person, a tailor, disobeyed her proclamation. <laughs> I got nothing. I have no idea. Oh, man. <laughs> this is the most famous instance of voyeurism. <laughs> the idiom refers directly to the tailor. I have no idea. I, I literally I know I can't don't get, know. But I'm really still trying to think of something. All right, I'm gonna, directly I'm out to of, the tailor. I'm out of clues, but look? I'm going to... Yes. Yep. Oh, I, Logan. I'm going to guess. All right, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, it's not an idiom. It's just like a phrase. Was his name Tom, perchance? <laughs> Would you like to say the, the entire phrase? <laughs> Peeping Tom? That is correct. Uh, yes. Is it? Okay, good. See, I thought of that a while ago, but I didn't think it was an idiom. Uh, well, it is. I just thought it was like um, a cool nickname. <laughs> this is it's interesting. It's definitely from that story, but there is no record of the event even happening to begin with, let alone there being a pe- peeping Tom. So while this is a mm-hmm. legend based off of a real person, Lady Godiva from the 11th century, um, the story is completely made up. In fact, actually, the Earl and Lady Godiva actually treated the people pretty well like she donated to charities all the time and like it was made up like a few centuries later basically Mm. there you go that is peeping tom so that is two points to logan got one question number eight this idiom comes from medieval europe it was the title of an occupation it was used in the catholic church related to the canonization process oh oh i know this one Dante. Uh, Devil's Advocate. That is correct. What was that word you just said? Yeah, I'm not Catholic. Yeah. I don't advocate. know. Devil's Advocate? No, I've heard the, of that, but what was the... The canalization. The oh, word. Canonization. It's when they pick the Pope. Or no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's not. I'm false. It's when they turn people into saints. Yes. Thank you. But yeah, so um, basically before they instituted a devil's advocate, there's too many people that were being canonized as saints. Um, so they, they created this role of devil's advocate basically for them to argue against the candidate's character. And it still is an oh active gosh. role They're in the church. They're just like, who's the biggest dick we know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, question nine. This idiom originates from around the 1890s. I love how you pause after just giving us a date. Like, the first know. You never know. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never know. I know like, I know one. exactly <laughs> when idioms were founded. <laughs> we're it likely comes, founded. It comes from the United States. It relates to baseball. Specifically related to bad weather. It referred to uh, um, it, it referred to. Oh wait, Logan. I, I buzz. Logan buzzed. Oh, he buzzed. Oh, there you go. Is it raining cats and dogs? It is not. Oh, no. Clever wow. guess. I don't remember rookie, the origin of that guess, one, Logan. Mm. I don't think there was a clear origin of that one, if I remember right. Yeah, I don't think so. It was probably just like in a writing one time, and they're like, "Yep, it's a thing now." Yeah. Okay. So bad weather, baseball, eighteen nineties. That's what we got. So it specifically referred to an item given to fans. This item mm. was used to attend a rescheduled game that had been postponed due to weather. Oh. Rachel? Rain check? That is correct. Oh, wow, I got a point. Nice. And it was that's on a, a baseball question. I don't know Not anything about baseball. Not only did you get Dang. one point, you got two points. Oh my god. Oh, because it's That's so many. Up is down. Not only did I get two points, I got three points. <laughs> You're just keep, keep going. <laughs> I think I won, guys. I three, I got four. Wow, five. You won. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's this was a, a literal like rain check a ticket they would give to people when the game was canceled, and they would bring it back oh. to go to the rescheduled game. That's cool. Interesting. <clears throat> 
So it is time for the last question of round two. So the origin of this idiom, or at least when it was popularized, is 2007. It is based on a movie. It was a comedy. The movie stars Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Oh, what? What? 2007? No, come on. I'm thinking of one and I can't be it. I'm thinking of it, it, but I can't think of the name. This is the origin of it? It's the title of of the movie. Okay. But this isn't actually where the phrase comes. The idiom doesn't come from this. Say it. It's the bucket list. That is correct. But that's not where the idiom comes from. (laughs) That is where it it comes from. It does come from the movie. Yeah, I knew that. I just haven't seen the movie. I didn't know Jack Nicholson was in it. (laughs) Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hang on. (laughs) Are you telling me that the idea of a bucket list, like, oh, what's on your bucket list, only came around since the movie The Bucket List? (laughs) Basically. Was that really made in 2007? Yeah, 2007, yeah. So obviously, like, the phrase, kick the bucket, that's been around much, much longer. Right. Um, th- there's different uh, explanations of, of that one. Uh, one is, like, someone committing suicide with, a, like, standing on a bucket and then kicking it out from underneath oh, them. Oh, that's geez, dark. <laughs> yeah, and then there's another one I didn't fully understand about pigs, and when they are killed, uh, they kick a bucket. Or, I don't know. Uh, but either way, the, the phrase was likely used by, like, small groups of people here and there. The the uh, person who made the movie, the in other words, the uh, director. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's what those, yep, that's what that is. Yeah. He said that he started using the phrase much earlier in like the 80s or 90s. But, but it was not used popularly until the movie came out in 2007. <laughs> I, me and my family definitely used that phrase. Oh, yeah. Everyone I would like does. have conversations about that yeah. all the time. Before the movie came out, though, of like, oh, what's on your bucket oh, I list? I doubt like, it. That was a normal thing. Doubt it. You remember before 2007? I, don't I know. do. No. Well, could, I have a distinct memory of like watching the trailer for the bucket list. And there's a moment in the trailer where it's like, what's on your bucket list? And he's like, what's a bucket list? This is, I want to say, not an impression of either of those actors, no, just to perfect. be clear. This is Morgan Freeman. And it was it like, it's, like everything, it's, every, it's everything you want to do. No, I can't do it. I, can't. <laughs> that was, I mean, at least I could tell which of the two you were going for. That's fair. I could not how tell. Do you, how do you do a Jack Nicholson? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, there's like, it's everything you want to do before you kick the bucket. And I remember like thinking to myself, like, yeah, duh. Everyone knows what mm. that is. Like, you didn't have to explain it. That Sounds like corny. you should challenge this question, Dante. <sighs> oh, honestly? I think I will. In the middle of the round? Yeah, do it. 100%. Do it. Do I it. Do Are not you challenging? Think yes, I'm 100% challenging. You're, you're wrong. It is from <laughs> the so furious. Bucket it's list in 2007. Wow. That was wow. anticlimactic. <laughs> I'm so upset. All right, well, there goes three points. But there's definitely a possibility that, that it was used m- more like freely before the movie but there is no recorded like the, it's it's not written down anywhere it's not okay. used in any media it's not used. okay i see what you're saying yeah before we move on to round three i think it's time for a short ad break um dante you want to give us no your ad <laughs> um uh bus one trivia is brought to you by the vase um, the voting vase, the voting vase that holds all the beans to Grecian elections. Um, don't you dare tip it over or we'll kill you. The voting vase. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, uh, where are we at with points going into round three? Two. Dose. Three. I have six, but I should have nine if I didn't mm. challenge. Are you serious? Uh, wow. Yeah. I got all three right. of those, uh, three of those origin questions oh well yeah. i mean hey don't don't worry rachel mm. or logan you know it, it ain't over until the fat lady sinks so we still got round three uh, <laughs> for this round so generally close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades mm, nice uh but in this case it's also going to count uh in round three so in in this round at least for the first three questions i will be just giving you the idiom and you will be attempting to provide the the origin of the idiom. What? And the person, Incredible. The person Ooh, who's like closest close. will get the points. Is this just Ooh, okay. based off of a 
I feel like these are all just based off of board games. Each round is a different <laughs> board game. Uh, all right. Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Ready. Uh, remember, you can buzz in at any point that I'm reading the question. Wait, is it just who's closest? Everybody answers or is it buzz in? If someone buzzes in and they are, I think they are close enough to the answer, I will give them the three points. Whew. Okay. It's a lot okay. of subjective <clears throat> judgment. Exactly. That'll be great. Uh, what happened in the clowns episode? Uh, so, too Sam, many things Sam, that were Sam, just. <laughs> Sam gave uh, Logan. He gave you the points for yeah, he gave uh, you two points for saying Charlie <laughs> Chaplin. <laughs> he gave me two points for getting the very close. wrong answer and did <laughs> so not give wrong. Alec two points for getting so, the yes. almost correct. Answer. Like, well, we will be said something. So <laughs> we will be going off of the Charlie Chaplin rules. Uh, oh my god! Wait, what say, does that mean? So whoever's the closest? This is, yeah. Rachel, you're this clearly is our, not a This is our idiom. This is our inside idiom. We're going Charlie Chaplin rules. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm not in this inside, but whatever. Just listen to the clown <laughs> episode. You'll hate the trivia, but love the episode. It's the worst. <laughs> All right. Question number 11. The idiom, the whole nine yards, is used to refer to doing everything possible or available. Please provide the known origin of this idiom. Logan. For some reason, I think it has to do with like like the movie industry. Okay. Or uh, like it's like the entire production crew or something like that. Okay. Of like a, a film or a TV show or something. I think it has something to do with that. Okay. Uh, Dante. So I've decided for this, all, any of these questions, I know I'm not going to get close. So I'm just going to try to give a, a decent answer that is okay. entertaining to me. Um, so I think... <laughs> What's the woman's name that sewed or created Betsy the Ross. American flag? Bet- Betsy yeah. Ross. Thank you. So when Betsy Ross, there was a big old competition. This is not true. Or maybe it is. There was a big old competition for who could make make the Union Jack, right? American flag. And the, her helpers okay. were okay. like, Betsy, Betsy, you're going all in on this. <laughs> Bet you can't. How much it. fabric are, do, you, do you think you're going to need? And Betsy was like, looked at him dead in the eyes and said, I'm going to need the whole nine yards. <laughs> okay, but I also so have to you're, add. you're going it, with, it's a direct quote from Betsy Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, but I also have to add for the history's sake that it actually Betsy Ross might not be the one who did it. I think there's some like, debate oh, really? on that. So yeah, it might be a so woman she of color wasn't, Oh, so it. sorry. It was her helper that said, you're going to need the whole nine yards. <laughs> That's what you're... It was not sure. her, she who said it. I think I understand the spirit of your answer, Dante. Um, <laughs> Rachel, what is your answer? Okay, so I'm going to go with the origin revolves around railroads. Because one, we know with like the sailing and baseball, Railroad, it's yeah. like a has to be like a crew of people like it has to be a like a bunch of people who have been together all around each other for a long time and nine yards implies that like the metric system is happening or whatever measuring is happening <laughs> yards so, is like, not metric. i know it's not metric and so that means like measuring is happening which means like industrial revolution vibes is it's giving me okay so i'm gonna go with a bunch of men and they had to build a railroad and okay. they had to go the full nine yards to get, the, you're to get all, it done. I mean, you're all wrong, but <laughs> I, I'm going to say the uh, Charlie Chaplin rule applies and the points are going to go to Rachel. Ooh, dang. So what? the answer wow. is the whole nine yards originates from the original length of the first mass produced spring click tape measure ah. mm. so in 1868 a patent was registered in new haven connecticut to alvin j fellows for a new version of the tape measure so it's the one that stays when you put it out right ah. so wow. this particular tape measure was quickly adapted by carpenters uh, which led to the creation of the idiom so i was thinking all right it's a group of carpenters oh, and they're nice. measuring things yeah. I think there you pretty go close to what rachel said. yeah she was hey, definitely i wow. said a group of men i, I really thought i had that <laughs> Little do our contestants know that this was the fake answer. Looks like they were fooled this time. I'm just going to say a bunch of men make them up each time because I feel like all the ones we've done so far have mostly been white men. So I think yeah, it's a good base. Well, well, one thing to, to remember also is this is just like English idioms. There are idioms in other languages. 
Um, and I think just the history of the English language is very white men yeah. focused. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Question number 12. With a similar meaning as the whole nine yards, where do we get the idiom, pull out all the stops? <laughs> None of us are passing now. We have to think pull about out Dante. Stops. Oh, I, mm, okay. My initial thought, I realize, is probably not a good idea. So I'm thinking stops as in like things that stop things from flowing, like when you like stop up a dam. Okay. So I was thinking it's like when they're making a dam, originally, they got to like plug up all the holes so they can finish building it. And then when they finish building it, they're like, pull them out. Get them out of there. We don't need them anymore. Pull out those dots. All right. Get that, get right. that cat out of here. <laughs> Go away, kitten. All right, Rachel. Um, I really don't know. I think the first thing I thought of was just like stop signs. <laughs> like okay. construction workers pulling out all the stop signs. That's all I got. Going back right. to your Not much of, thought there. group of men working. Uh, yeah, Logan? Exactly. I... I was thinking a similar line. I was thinking like train stops or bus stops. Like you'll take out the stops to like get someplace quicker. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, the <laughs> idiom actually comes. I'm, I'm. By the way, I'm going to give the points to Dante. Actually, heck yeah. Oh, I don't remember his answer. Who's this damn? was the damn. Yeah, pulling oh. out stops. Um, yeah, it, unplug those it, holes. This one you might you might uh, not like that again. Whatever, but it, the idiom comes from the organ, um, the instrument, the organ. So it refers mm. to when all of the stops on the organ, which is like the the, the levers on the organ, <gasps> oh. um, you physically pull those out. So when you pull out all the stops, you're activating yeah. all the sounds at once and trying to make it well, as loud as possible. An organ is just an air dam. Yeah, it's just an air it, dam. Well, <laughs> I was thinking like you have flow. The stops are stopping the flow of yeah. sound. No, I am. I am totally with it. All That's right, cool. all right. This yeah. makes complete sense. Yeah. Organs cool. are dams. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The only one more um, question of this format. Oh gosh. Okay. <clears throat> question thirteen, Logan. You've been super grumpy so far today. Did you get up on the wrong side of the bed? (laughs) Provide the generally accepted origin of this idiom. Are you asking me? (laughs) No, I mean, if you want to buzz in, yeah. Okay, I think I I feel like I know this one. Rachel. For some reason, but I could be completely wrong because it's very specific. Thomas Jefferson, he has a house on the East Coast. It's called like Monticello or something. And his bedroom... His bed is in between a wall. On one side of the wall, it's his bedroom. On the other side, it's his office. Huh. So, yeah, I know. I feel like this is wrong because it's too niche. But maybe it's... That's cool. Maybe that's what it's referring to because he, it's like such a weird design. Yeah, and it was very impactful at that time in architecture, at least in what I learned in art history. So, he got off on the wrong side of the bed because it led to the office <clears> or the bedroom. I don't know. Good guess. Dante? Okay, so fun fact. In mountaineering years when the American West was just getting discovered, there was all these people that would go on these trips out into the Rockies. And sometimes they would set up camp at night wherever, you know, it's like you're hiking, you're hiking, you're like, man, I got to set up camp. It's already dark. I'm just going to, here is fine underneath my ground, right? And sometimes they would set up their bedroll on a cliffside not knowing it. And so if you woke up, the next day and one of your buddies had fallen off the side of the cliff and died you would say like oh man he wrote he woke up on the wrong side of the bed because he would have like actually rolled off in his sleep mm. all right logan do you want to give it a go sure i'm gonna say it has to do with like something in the military so like you know how and i all i know is from movies so they they come in and the like early in the morning and they're like Blah, 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 wake up and everyone has to like wake up super quick and then everyone has to be like really orderly really fast and i think they all have to like wake up on the same side of the bed and if they get up on the wrong side of the bed it's like a really bad start to the day Ooh. like they like it like okay I, like, I they, yeah like they have to like do bad stuff or it's like yeah. not not good luck or something I, okay so especially with this, <laughs> like, that last not bit, good i'm definitely luck. giving the points to logan yeah. uh, like oh, because sweet. actually because you said not good luck because the idiom comes from ancient Rome where philosophers equated the right side of anything as the positive side and the left side of anything 
as the negative side. Oh, so okay. oh, okay. the story is that Romans always exited the bed on the right side in order to start the day in contact with positive forces. Okay, but what if you sleep face Who's down? Who's right? Your left or my left? Right, exactly. <laughs> Just, I think that's pretty simple. Just when you wake up, mm-hmm. you are in a direction and you just go towards your right okay well Uh, when i was going through this i definitely realized that i sleep and get up on the left side of my bed every single day which would explain a lot honestly (laughs) which side of your bed is the left side of your bed when you lay lay down like do you understand like laying down okay (laughs) but if i'm looking at a bed (laughs) i'm like the left side of the bed i'm like okay the left side it's it's this way but if i'm it's when you're the frame of reference of in the bed then the right side of the bed if you're the bed logan if you're the bed you're left i'm the bed all right so the question 14 it's all Greek to me. Many common idioms use the name of a nationality or city. Name as many other idioms that fall into this category as possible. Wow. Nationality or city. Oh nationality gosh. or a city. Dante. I only buzzed because no! I could think of literally one, which is when in Rome. That is one. Oh, okay. Well, hold on, um, hold on. Before you How go, long do I get? I-, I will give you until I say you're up. <laughs> okay. Um, um, it's, oh, 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 pardon my French. That is another one. Yes. And. Double Dutch. Does that count? Probably not. I'm thinking about giving it to you. I feel but like I should back to that He's one. already winning. <laughs> I'm going to say no for now. What about the, the three? No. Two, the big apple. One. <laughs> <laughs> Does that no. have a city in the idiom? Uh, okay. I'm, I, yeah. uh, All right, Logan. Um. Well, let's see. Off the top of my head, pardon my French and when in Rome. Off the top of your head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yes, that's another one. Um, There's no more. All right, so that's one point for Logan. Rachel, can you think of any more? Oh, gosh, no. I feel like all the ones that are most common. You you definitely got the more common ones so far, I think. Isn't there one that's like, do as the Romans do or something? Do as the something? That is the second part of when in Rome. Oh. So it's it's when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Yeah. Do I get I think she should get a point. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, you get a point for that because that is part of the idiom. Uh, I think I'm gonna call it. So that I think that was two for Dante and one for Logan and Rachel. Mm-hmm. So here are some other ones they didn't think of. Put a little English on it. Oh, oh yeah, never heard that. There is. I don't really know what this one is, but I wrote it down anyway. Uh, but Dutch uncle, or to go Dutch. I don't know what that one is. Oh, going Dutch. I've heard that. Sure. Mexican standoff. Oh. Dang. I should have the that. Irish goodbye. Oh, yeah. oh dang it. Mm, yeah. Um Russian roulette, which oh. is not Oh, oh man. That was Um you have the, the Good Samaritan. Oh. Um and then there's one more Rome one that you guys didn't get, which was All Roads Lead to lead Rome. Lead to Rome. Oh, oh dang yeah. it. So for the final question. Oh. You are going to have to place the following four idioms in the correct chronological order based on the first known print of the idiom i mean fly off the handle hang on by the skin of your teeth jump the shark and don't count your chickens before they hatch logan a b c d literally so thought about doing saying, that you're saying i it, read them off i was in actually order. thinking that i'm like oh actually that makes sense yeah i think so so you're saying i the correct order is fly off the handle hang on by the skin of your teeth jump the shark and then don't count your chickens before the hatch and we'll flip the last two okay uh in that case you're wrong okay rachel okay i'm gonna go with the chickens first then the shark and then fly off the handle and then the skin of your teeth okay that is incorrect okay i'm gonna guess d which is chickens right yep then b which is what skin of your teeth yep then fly off the handle and then jump the shark okay so none of you were right but dante was definitely the closest um dante you just switched the order of two of them so the correct order is number one hang on by the skin of your teeth 
So hang on by the skin of your teeth. First written down, not in English, but first written down between the 7th and 4th centuries BCE. Mm, back when everyone had because skin on their teeth. this is directly from the Bible. <laughs> it is in Job 19.20. The verse says, My bone clings to my skin and to my flesh, and I have escaped by the skin of my teeth. Gross. So that is number one. Number two was... Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Uh, the earliest known print of that is 1570. So that you basically just had those two switched, Dante. Because what? the third is fly off the handle. That was in 1834 by Thomas C. Halliburton. And then finally, <laughs> jump the shark, 1985. Um, this is something that a lot of people will probably recognize. Because jump the shark refers to the 1977 episode of happy days when the Fonz jumps over a shark on water skis what so, yeah this phrase basically was like adapted after this episode to start saying it's a creative outlet that appears to make a misguided attempt at generating new attention or publicity for something that is perceived once to have been widely popular but is no longer yeah. so uh these uh guys john hine and sean Connolly, they like created this website called jump the shark and they just like <laughs> anytime a show would do that that they would uh, add it to the list so hmm. but yeah so i think dante you get the three huh. points for that do it but i didn't even get it right yeah i mean yeah, you were close yeah. enough like i said yeah. close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades and round three all right. all right so uh where are we at with points at the end of round three i think i'm at six i i think i still have three no you have four now i have four I have 14. Okay, so I think Dante <laughs> might win. Uh, if the two of you want to challenge one of the questions still, you can. I believe the fat lady has sungeth at this point, but you still Ooh, can on. challenge. Oh gosh, all the questions have to. were so random, it's so hard to know yeah. which would be the fake one. Idiom history is so arbitrary already. Yeah, everything but like i can i can track all of them except the one i haven't heard before because it was in a different language the one about the kitten yeah i feel like it's either the sneezing one the spilling the beans one i'm gonna guess the kitten one you're gonna say the response to both you <laughs> oh sorry I just sneezed. yeah uh that's Get incorrect here, they, they do say Thank go you. away kitten in serbian for children dang it all right, I have zero points. <laughs> no, I, 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 like, I don't want point. to challenge. You I don't have point. enough points to challenge. Rachel, do you want to challenge with my points? Yeah, can I challenge with Dante's points? Yep. Yeah. What? Why couldn't I do that? No, can you can do that. one point. Can you retroactively do <laughs> it? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Um, you know what they say. A bird Logan, I'm venmoing you. I'm venmoing I'm I'm you my points right now. <laughs> okay, thanks, man. Wait, what Four was the points. one that I said I was thinking besides I the sneezing remember. one? The beans. Beans. The beans. The beans. The special beans. What was the answer to the beans? The color it was beans. the Greek vase. Yeah. Greek vase. The colored beans in the vase. Ah, it's Dante's point, so I'm just going to say that one. It's false. No, you're wrong. So Dante loses 14 point. No, she's <laughs> What? Hang <laughs> on here. Rachel went. No. Uh, yeah. Dante, you lose three points, so you're at 11 now. Mm -hmm. uh, Sorry, Dante. The, the okay. incorrect answer was question 11, the whole nine yards. I what? completely made the tape measure thing up. That is is it a football a thing. thing? So here's the best part Is it part a movie it. industry thing? There is no <laughs> clear known origin to this idiom. There, there's here. there's lots of idioms that are, are like, there's plenty of possible uh, explanations, but not one clear one. This is one of those. But yeah, um, that uh, that was the incorrect answer, though. The one question I got right was... You got three. You got three. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess all I gotta say to, like, especially Logan is don't quit your day job. Like, yeah, you're right. Alright, well, I think we, uh, yeah, we have arrived to our destination. Um, I, I will g give two bonus points to someone that can name the city that we just arrived in. Uh, Battle, Battle Creek, uh, Montana. <laughs> South right no. state. It's the right state. Um, yeah, it's Montana for sure. Ba, 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 something Creek. with a B. 
Ba Ba Black Sheep. Montana. We are in bear, bear Dance, Montana. Bear Dance. All right. Well, that was, I, I think, fair to say it was piece of cake, right? I think as, as it fades I now, it should that. just be us trying to say as many idioms as we can. Yeah. I want okay. you to know every time I hear an idiom, I'm going to have, like, mm. severe anger and <laughs> just great. think of that you. That means I've killed two birds with one stone. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh.